Hertz has got it, wants to throw. Hertz setting up the screen. It is complete and blown up. Miles Sanders caught it. Malcolm Rodriguez was there waiting for him. That's a big play by Rodrigo. Welcome to the 20 Minute in the Huddle podcast presented by Microsoft. I am Tim Twentyman. He is PJ Clark, who always joins me post game. And unfortunately, PJ, there weren't enough of those big plays that uh, are in that intro with with Malcolm Rodriguez. Nope, not not enough today. No, um, it was a, it was a, a, certainly a tough game for the Detroit Lions coming at home. Right, you you dropped one that you thought you should have got last week. Yep. Um, you know, really, you know, an opportunity to get to five hundred, get to two and two, feel pretty good about yourself before heading the road again and. Seattle comes in here and puts 48 points on Detroit's defense. The offense is good. They score 45, but at the end of the day, you got to score more points than your opponent. Otherwise, you don't win, and now the Lions sit at 1-3, and three, and, boy, they got a lot of question marks to answer. 48 points is a lot of points. A lot of points for a Seattle offense, and Geno Smith, that yeah. came in averaging 15.7. That had, was 28th in the NFL. Uh, 47 in their first three games combined. Wow. 48 today. And so Dan Campbell talked about it after the game, and I think that's going to be a big storyline all week um, as, as we shift over to, um, you know, focusing on, on New England. But before that, there's going to be a deep dive with this defense. I mean, they came in ranked last in points allowed. Um, they were toward the bottom, if not last, in every just about ma every major statistical category on defense. And – um, whatever they're doing, it, it, it's not working. So, you know, Dan Campbell admitted much at, after the game, said, look, we need to take a deep dive into this thing and figure it out. This is what Dan Campbell had to say after the game. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't know about that because there again, I go back to, man, I, I got a lot of faith in Aaron Glenn. I got a ton of faith in, in those assistants. And I think it's just, you know, I think we sit down and, uh, and I think we, we look at everything together and, uh, because really, you know, I think more than anything, maybe it's time for a deep dive, you know, a real deep dive into it. Players, uh, everything that we're doing. But I also trust what he's doing. And uh, there's a reason why I hired him. And uh, and so I want to let him do his job. But certainly I, I'm going to, I mean, I, I got I to gotta look a lot deeper than I have. So, you know, and Dan's, I think, had his hand more on the offense than he has the defense. I think he's, you know, Especially last year. Yeah, now. and he's trusted Aaron Glenn to, you know, navigate that part. Uh, and, and there's going to be no, you know, coaching firings or anything like that. At least I, I, I didn't get that from yeah. Campbell after the game. So, you know, I think it's just a situation where they're all going to sit down and they're going to try to figure this thing out. And, and maybe it's something, some tweaks to scheme. Um, maybe it's some personnel things where yeah. some guys just aren't fitting and, and maybe it's a, a, a time to go to some of these young guys. It'll... It'll be very interesting to see what they come up with because this certainly just isn't attainable. And and I think you you hit it there at the end with the young guys. To me, if if you're going to be giving up points like this, you may as well get live reps for as many of the young guys as you can because this is still you know one of the younger teams in football. Such a young defensive unit, a lot of new players even from last year that are new to the scheme and projectable you think you're going to be here in the future you may as well just throw them in and, and see what happens you know and the real disappointing part about about you know Sunday for me was because the offense played so well you know minus the the, the Jared Goff pick six which he lamented after the game and obviously when the final mm -hmm. score is 48 45 that 
it's that tough. looms large, but I certainly do not put this no, loss on can't. Jared Golf, on the offense, on I mean anyone from that side scored of the ball. Forty five points without Swift and St. Brown and the, the shark. White shark ad. Is, yeah. To to even do that, to have the the firepower to do that. I don't think I don't know if anybody saw that coming today, much less at the beginning of the season. Yeah, uh, I think you know a lot of the stuff in the past game has, has settled in for us, and uh, Ben's doing a hell of a job getting, getting us ready every week. And um, I, I, I know that we had the receivers we had today, but I felt you know really good with those guys with Q and TK and Khalif. I've had a lot of reps with them, um, so it wasn't you know maybe outside it looked like we had a bunch of backups in there, but to me personally, a lot of guys I've had a lot of reps with, so um, we we're able to roll a little bit um, offensively. And I think that's the disappointing thing is that they're so fun to watch offensively. They're yeah. playing so well offensively. They lead the NFL in touchdowns after the first month. They've yeah, gained over right. 1,700 yards of offense. Um, I mean, it's just been so good. You look at some of the offensive numbers, and, and I mean, this is like on record pace with this offense. And, and they're fun to watch, and yeah. it doesn't matter who's in there, to your point. They just keep doing it, that offensive line. Jared Goff and, and Ben Johnson too. and Ben Johnson are just clicking right now. Yeah. They can run the football 145 yards. They can throw it. It doesn't matter which receivers are out there. Hawkinson, who's been pretty quiet the first you know few weeks of the season, steps up. 12 targets, 8 catches, 179 yards. That big guy's rumbling and bumbling, that was, stumbling that down was, the sideline, 81 big. yards. This is this is the TJ Hawkinson game for the foreseeable future. And that's the disappointing part yeah. to me is because there's – they're playing so well offensively, and this is an offensive-driven league. And if yep. you can't score points in this league, you're just not going to win. Yep. And they're doing it. And, and got that figured out. They've got it. And for the defense to be as historically bad to start the season as it's been, it's just like you feel like you're snake-bitten as a Lions fan yep. because you finally have something, and then, you know, the other side of the ball can't figure it out. And, you know, now you're losing close games – 45 points, I think Pete should win you a game in the NFL, probably, what, 99% yeah, of the time? I can't imagine there are too many teams that no. have lost. And it's those close losses, I think, that become frustrating with, with Dan Campbell, too. I, I, I saw a statistic that was his ninth one-score loss in 21 games since he took over at yeah. the beginning of last so year. That's that? most Six, in the NFL. 16 losses, nine of them by one score? One score. Yeah. So it's it, you're so close, but they just can't figure out a way to make that one play late or do the things that you need to do to kind of get over that hump consistently. They've mm -hmm. done it, um, but consistently they haven't been able to do it, and I think that's probably got to be the most frustrating thing for Campbell. After these losses and, and the hat's kind of up a little bit, you know he's been taking it off and on and off yep. and on and just frustrated. It's just trying to push the right buttons and try to get this team to win some of these close games. That's the next step, right? It really is. It's it's a, I mean, we said it last week too. It's a it's a learn how to win kind of thing, even for such a young team. And they just, you need to, you need to play close games in order to win close games mm -hmm. down the line. But there were a lot of close games last year. I know that's been harped on a lot. Taylor Decker, especially last week, saying, you know, close isn't a thing anymore, and, and it's time for them to start closing them out. And, you know, at, at some level, it's hard to disagree with that. It's really hard to disagree with that. And, you know, when you break down the defense a little bit, you know, I thought the one positive was probably Malcolm Rodriguez. Yep. You know, 10 tackles, forced the fumble was on special teams. Rushing the passer. Rushing the passer, had a QB hit. I thought he played really, really well. And he's kind of, I think, um, you know, put himself in that spot where yep. that's his job now. Yep. I mean, I, there's, you know, Barnes play a little bit more than we've seen the first, the last couple games, but 
that is Malcolm Rodriguez's job. And I think, you know, that's a guy that they're going to count on um, moving forward. Where I've been really disappointed, though, Peach, is this line's pass rush. Uh, where was it? Where was it last week? Where was it today? I mean, where was Aiden Hutchinson and, and, and these guys? I look at one sack, and that was, uh, I'm sorry, zero sacks for the Detroit Lions. Um, Only a handful of QB hits, even. Three. Yeah. That was it. Three. And, and one was from Two Rodriguez. from Hutch and one from Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, you look at Hutchinson, you know, five tackles, two quarterback hits, but number two overall pick, right? You want a lot more production mm-hmm. than that. And it doesn't always have to be sacks. I think, you know, people sometimes get enamored with that, with that statistic. You know, to me, it's also, you know, pressures. Pushing the pocket. Pushing, making yes. somebody move. Making somebody else get a sack. Um, you know, speeding up a quarterback's clock. Making, you know, yeah. him uncomfortable. Then they tend to make mistakes. And, you know, you flushing a quarterback out of the pocket because you get a really good rush and he throws an interception. Well, it shows up on the stat yeah. as a, you know, pressure. But that's, but that's a key play. And yeah. they're just not getting enough of that. I think Geno Smith was really comfortable in the pocket. Again, they had trouble with his legs getting out of the pocket. We saw it with Jalen Hurts. That's an issue that they've got to deal with now because any quarterback that can run at all has now seen that in the Lions yeah. defense twice. And that's going to be in the game plan for sure moving forward. So the, the defensive line, to me, they've got to figure out ways to, to, to generate more pressure. And I think what Aaron's doing is he's seeing that they, they're not getting consistent pressure with four guys. Yeah. So what's he doing? First in blitz rate. First in blitz rate. And the, the problem when you blitz is what happens behind it. Yep. It's man coverage, right? It's, you know, and, you know, I, I just don't know if the, if the Lions have the talent in their secondary right now to make up for, you know, some of these one-on-one situations against some of these really talented receivers. You know, we saw it with with DK Metcalf a couple times yep. in this game. Got Jeff Okuda. To, to lock it was the one where huge got play. home. Yeah. And and, just, and you blitzed, he got home, but it just a second too late, he chalks it up. I think Omani Oriwarawe got kind of turned around or lost and yeah, big that ball play. Was just straight up in the air. Nobody yeah. knew where it was. And, yeah, and, and, and a big play. And it's, again, like we talked about close with the score. It, it, it's close, you know, not making a big yeah. play, too. Like, you're just a, an inch off here, a second late there. It's just. I think the defensive line really misses John Kaminsky. Yeah, they which do. Is, which is weird to say, you know, for somebody that didn't come into the year as a starter. But he did so much, especially for Hutchinson, playing off each other with, with Hutch on the outside and Kaminsky playing three-tech, in, in, especially in that Washington game. Yeah, and some of the games that they play in the stunts and stuff like that, I mean, John sacrifices himself yeah. a lot in those to, to help Aiden, as you said, and other guys. You know, he kind of takes on that double team and frees guys up. Yeah. He's very undervalued. And, and look, the, the Lions miss him. He, the, the, before the injury, the first two games of the season, it wasn't Aiden Hudson, Hutchinson who was leading this nope. team in quarterback pressures. It was John Kaminsky. Yeah. And so, um, you know, they didn't put him on IR. I know he had surgery, what, last week, early last week? Yeah, still wearing a cast. Still wearing a cast, but th- the fact that he didn't go on IR uh, makes me believe that maybe it's sooner rather than later. I don't know about this week, but probably after the bye, I, I would think. Say, would especially be... early on. Even in that schedule release episode, the, we both lamented the early bye. Boy, coming how much has now. that come in handy for them Coming now. in handy now. With the... the Injuries you're dealing with, with Swift, with St. Brown, with Chark. And the Chark one, we'll get some more clarification, but when Dan said it was on that ankle that he got surgically repaired in the offseason, 
little red Not flags raised yeah. for me. I was like, oh, boy, that's never good when yeah. a guy's dealing with the same injury that he's had surgery yeah. on. Hopefully that's not a big deal. Hopefully it's just, you know, he did something, needed some rest, and, and he's fine, and but the something also, to monitor. It, it gets you time on, on some of the pup guys. You know, Jerry Jacobs is eligible to, to return to practice next week, and mm-hmm. that's a cornerback at a position of need right And I think now. he will yeah. return. You know, I think he's chomping at the bit. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, he's a guy that this Jerry coaching staff. three weeks? Probably. This coaching staff really likes them some Jerry Jacobs. Yeah. I mean, they love his toughness, his grit. The fact that he can come up and put his hands on guys, you know, I think, you know, it was obviously a step back for Jeff Okuda in this game. But, look, that's DK Metcalf, yeah. right? I mean, you get one-on-one, he's going to make plays down the field. You can't make them all. That's the, – the thing about playing cornerback in this league that people have to remember is Jeff played so well the first three weeks that there was going to be a time when he got hit with a couple yeah. plays. That's and just he- – the, the, the nature of the league. He wasn't against A.J. Brown, who's the D.K. Metcalf. You know, those two are, are very similar, big, physical guys. And we didn't see him against A.J. Brown, and he drew he drew the D.K. Metcalf card today. It yeah. happens. It happens. Um, it, he'll be all right, but, you know, Amani Oriwari, when, when Jerry Jacobs comes back, do they want to put him outside still? Do they maybe deal yeah. with Mike Hughes? I, they're going to get him on the field, I yeah. think, because they love the way he plays. It's yeah. just it'll be interesting to see how they uh, – how they do that rotation cornerback-wise. Anything else jump out to you about this one? I mean, obviously, defense is going to be huge this week. The offense is terrific. We love where that's humming. Anything else jump out? I just, again, I think the the run game is is Jamal today had more explosive plays than I think yeah. you, you would accustom to. You know, Justin Jackson caught a touchdown. Craig Reynolds had a couple big runs that, you know, it's becoming that's not a flash in the pan like like the wide receivers was was plug and play today with you know Josh Reynolds an established NFL receiver but you plugged in Cephas and Kennedy and you're still humming whoever is back there behind the offensive line currently is getting whatever they want there were some old school 90 traps in there you know there was some good stuff in that run game and and Jamal Williams 19 attempts 108 yards 5.7 average uh, had the 51-yard touchdown yeah. that was just blocked beautifully, and then the stiff arm frees him. Had two more touchdowns. What does he have now on the year? Seven. He had four going into six. The day. Yeah, so seven. Three. Yeah. Wow. So he's playing well, and I and I agree with you. This run game is legit. The Lions came in averaging 170 a game. They were a little down from that 145, but the average is what I look at. 5.8. It's, it's hard to run the ball for 170 yards when you're in a shootout like this. So I think it may be like a lower yeah. score. I mean, game. at one point in the third, it was what? 38, 23. Yeah, so I know at that point you're, that yeah, no, no, that's a good point. And I think if they can, if they can ever get to a position where they're like we saw in Washington, where they you get can up, bleed this clock out. If you're ahead in the fourth quarter, because this team can run. The if football. you're getting four yards of carry. Yeah. A hundred percent. You mentioned Hawkinson. You love that for him. Another one for me is Josh Reynolds. I think he's in a really good spot right now with Jared Goff. Obviously, they were teammates um, in Los Angeles. And, you know, now Josh had an opportunity. He didn't just come midseason, try to learn everything. He's had an offseason, went to California through with with Jared. And those two seem to be in a really good spot. And with all the injuries that, that, you know, we talked about at the wide receiver position, to have a guy – you know, step up and, and, you know, Jared feels really good about, you know, he had seven catches, 81 yards, had a touchdown. I think he's, he's playing really well. Jared said after the, after the game that he's, he's never seen a more confident Josh Reynolds and that bodes well for the Lions offense too. That forward. helps even when you have the other three back and, and you're, you know, Swift is obviously a great receiving option, but you have the other two wide receivers and you have 
an emerging TJ now again, but that even helps, you know, just to have another guy who a big body that can go up and get it yeah. in the end zone. That I mean, that catch he made fighting through contact in the end zone is, is tremendous. Well, we'll have to see what the injuries look like this week. You know, you got to think maybe I'm on Ross St. Brown can make his way back. We'll have to see about Chark and, and Swift. I don't know. That's probably after the bye for me if I'm going to take a stab yeah, and, you, and guess you got, at it. You but got Jonah too. What, with a finger. Where's he yeah, at? where's he at? So, you know, there's some injury things we'll obviously, you know, watch this week. But, you know, I think either way, as we've talked about here, we feel great about the offense. I think it doesn't matter who's it, in, who's you out. Not, like, you're literally leading the NFL in touchdowns. This it is, is impossible to not feel great about This is offense. an explosive Lions offense that is fun to watch. And now, obviously, it's the deep dive of the defense. And, and what can they figure out in that deep dive, whether it's, you know, maybe some different responsibilities for, for coaching, the way they look at some different things, whether it's some scheme changes, whether that's, um, you know, some personnel changes, going to some younger guys. Dan Campbell said nothing's off the table. We're going to look at it all. And it'll be interesting to see what they come out because they've got to get better defensively. They're so good offensively that this is a, a, a better football team than one and three. If you lead the league in points, touchdowns, all that stuff, you should not be a one in three football team. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out of Allen Park this week when in, in that deep dive. We'll obviously talk to Aaron Glenn, defensive coordinator, on Thursday. Um, we'll be breaking it all down. There'll be a 20 minute in the huddle podcast, obviously, that comes out on uh, all the uh, channels that you guys get your podcast and YouTube on Thursday night. So watch for that. It's uh, a disappointing one here, obviously, you know, after this loss. But look, it's four games in, there's a lot of season to go. I don't think they're in panic mode quite yet. They no. just need to figure out some things on defense. They love where they're at offensively. And we'll see what uh, New England has in store for the next week.